Welcome to Ed Council Insights. This is our podcast to provide insights into new developments in the Missouri education community. If you are a Missouri school leader, school board member, or any public educational decision maker in Missouri, well, you are in the right place. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that tends to come up fairly frequently, and that is the topic of unintended, inadvertent, or accidental school board meetings. Now, I'm not talking about the board meetings that you walk away from thinking the whole thing was like one bad accident not to be repeated. I am actually talking about board meetings that you didn't intend to have, but technically your collective conduct meets the definition of a meeting under the Sunshine Law. Now, we all know that under the Sunshine Law, a open quote, public meeting, close quote, takes place when a majority or a quorum of the school board gathers to discuss or vote on public business. Things can get a little bit murkier for us when it doesn't look like the traditional gathering of the board each month and at a regularly scheduled board meeting. To be fair, there are times when we have board members confer amongst themselves about a school topic, and it's perfectly fine. Uh, instances when it is appropriate under law and perhaps very productive. But there are other times when board members discuss school business, either electronically or in person, outside of a scheduled board meeting, and the net result is a violation of the Sunshine Law. So where is that line? How do we make sure we aren't in unintentionally violating the law? If members of the board get together electronically or in person, meaning text, email, face-to-face, outside of a scheduled meeting and talk about open quote public business, close quote, is it always a violation of the law? What the heck is public business anyway? Or a public meeting? Can we structure it so that we have less than a quorum get together to decide things and then schedule up a meeting just once we know everyone is on the same page. Well, perhaps the best place to start with this litany of questions is to get an understanding of some of the definitions under the Sunshine Law that come into play. A, open quote, public meeting, close quote, takes place when a majority or quorum of the school board gathers to discuss or vote on public business. It's probably worth mentioning at this point that under the Sunshine Law, that all meetings that meet that definition that I just gave you, whether they are open or closed, are considered open quote public meetings, close quote, under the law. So a public meeting can be closed or open. It's just uh, that's the terminology that's used in the Sunshine Law. So we know it normally takes about three elements to put together a public meeting. First, We have to have a quorum. Well, in most instances, I'll cover an exception in a moment. A discussion or a vote is the second piece. And then it has to be on public business, which is a term that is also defined in the statute. So let's just start with the term quorum and that requirement. We all know that we generally need four board members to constitute a quorum of the board. But what if it is less than a quorum of the board that gathers to discuss school business? Can we have a potential sunshine law violation? The truth is, in most instances, no. But you know, normally 
you have to have the four board members involved in order to have a meeting. But there are a few examples of situations where it may be a violation of the law, even if you have less than a quorum gathered or less than a quorum that are involved in email chain. I shouldn't say email chain, in, in copied on an email with back and forth. Under the Sunshine Law, if a district is deliberately attempting to evade the Sunshine Law by gathering in less than a quorum and conducting business that way, it is considered a violation of the law, even if it's less than a quorum. So let's take this example. Let's look at a, a scenario where you have a board president who pulls together two board members at a time to discuss public business. And basically what she does is she, she discusses in three different groups of two board members each a particular matter that's you know possibly coming before the board. And then once she's figured out where everybody is and kind of knows where she's got a consensus, then she notices up a board meeting to hold the formal vote. In that instance, if she did those things to avoid complying with the law, even though we had these meetings with less than a quorum, it may be a violation of the Sunshine Law. If we are meeting with less than a quorum to get around the law, we've got a violation of the law. So. We know we need a quorum to have a public meeting unless we're pulling together less than a quorum for the purpose of avoiding the meeting requirements under the law. Now, that brings us to the next issue. Is it always a public meeting if we have more than a quorum of the board together, either electronically or in person? In other words, if we have four or more board members, is it necessarily something that has to be noticed as a public meeting and handled that way? Well. Most of the time, yes, but not always. For it to be a public meeting under the Sunshine Law, we have to have a quorum and public business, as that term is defined under the Sunshine Law, must be discussed, decided, or public policy formulated in some way. So if the board is just getting together informally to socialize and no public business is discussed, we don't have a meeting under the Sunshine Law that would have to be appropriately noticed with minutes and all, everything that goes with it. Now, the term, open quote, public meeting, close quote, shall not include an informal gathering of members of the public governmental body for ministerial or social purposes when there is no intent to avoid the purposes of the Sunshine Law. So, uh, there is a little bit of an exception there where you can have a quorum or more than a quorum pulled together and it not be a violation of the Sunshine Law, even if it's not noticed as a meeting and we don't follow through with all of the formal niceties that are required for public meetings. Now, we can talk about the practicality of whether board members can actually come together and not talk about public business <laughs> and not talk about topics that fall within that category, but under the law. It, technically speaking, if you have more than a quorum and it's just a social setting, you're okay. That kind of brings us to the next concept we need to talk about. What is public business under the law? Under the Sunshine Law, that term, public business, is defined very broadly. Under the definition that's included in the Sunshine Law, it includes all matters which relate in any way to the performance of the board's functions or the conduct of its business. Well, that's pretty much everything. So really, 
pretty much anything that relates to the school is going to relate to the board's functions or the conduct of its business. Think about how broadly, for example, board policies define the functions of the board. Some board policies basically state that the board's function is to control all things related to the school. For example, if I were to give you one model board policy language, it would read as follows. The Board of Education shall control all aspects of the operations of the district within the limits of the law. Well, if you have that kind of language on your board policies that says that that's the function of the board, it's going to be very difficult to argue that when you're talking about something that relates to the school, that it's not something that goes to the board's functions or the conduct of its business. So if we have a quorum of the board and we are talking about anything that relates to the school, we may very well have a board meeting. And if we do, we have the same requirements for the meeting under the Sunshine Law that we would have for every other meeting, including our regularly scheduled monthly meetings. That includes all posted notices, minutes, etc. In for a dime, in for a dollar. If we have a public meeting under the Sunshine Law, we have to comply with all the requirements for public meetings under the law. Where this issue usually comes up is in the context of board members communicating electronically with other board members about school business. So if we have a text or an email or messaging that involves a quorum of the board, we need to be pretty careful to ensure that there's no back and forth discussion that might result in a meeting. So let's take this example. Let's look at an example where we have one board member that receives an email from a parent complaining about something. It could be anything. Perhaps it's the color of the litter boxes that we placed in the girls' restroom. I don't know. Well, that was a joke, by the way. Anyway, we have a parent email to one board member, and that member, in turn, forwards that email to three other board members. At that point, if there's nothing more, I would argue we don't have a public meeting. Yes, we have a quorum. Yes, public business is being shared in a one-way fashion. But I would argue we don't really have any discussion, deliberation, decision-making, and really no public policy that's being formulated. Now, we can quibble about what is meant by the term discussion under the law, but I believe most courts would not consider that one-way communication, the email simply being forwarded to be discussion of public business under the law. But let's just uh, change the scenario a little bit. Let's assume it goes a bit further. What if one of the board members who received the forwarded email replies to the other three board members and says, this parent is wrong on this. What an idiot. Let's assume that is all that is said. Is that enough to make it a public meeting? Arguably, yes. That is why we always coach our board members to please, please don't reply all to emails like that. Ones that you receive from the superintendent or the board to other board members, that reply all can easily result in an argument that we're discussing public business. If you do that, it's going to look a lot more like there is a discussion, and therefore it looks a lot more like a board meeting under the law. Now, this brings us to one other obligation that should be mentioned at this point, and that is the requirement 
that when board members electronically transmit a message, it might be text, it might be email, the board member must also transmit that message to the custodian records or to that member's public office computer, if they have one, in the same format. Now, this would only apply when a majority of the board, when counting the sender, is on the message. But if we have that in place, if that's the circumstance that we're talking about, then we're required to make sure that we get that message to the custodian of records so that we have it. So in the scenario that we were discussing, each board member who sent the message would need to copy it to the custodian of records for the district, and then they will maintain it as a public record of the district. Now, these electronic transmissions, really, that's where we tend to see this issue come up, of uh, the issue of an accidental or inadvertent or unintended board meeting. And that's usually the circumstance where we run into a problem. And I know in most instances, you know, board members aren't doing it to avoid legal requirements. It's just that in either the emotion of the moment or in the press of business, it's pretty easy to forget some of the issues. But if we do end up in a situation where we have a majority of the board electronically discussing a matter that is related to the school, then technically that's going to be a public meeting. And as I said before, in for a penny, in for a pound, and all the requirements of a school board meeting must be met. Well, Hopefully, this brief discussion about inadvertent board meetings is a helpful reminder of a few of the ins and outs of the Sunshine Law and what the requirements are involving board meetings and how to best avoid unintended school board meetings. I just want to thank you for taking the time today to listen to Ed Council Insights. We hope you'll follow and share our podcast on social media and subscribe to hear upcoming episodes on current legal topics and issues related to school law. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn, or just check us out on our website. Just Google Ed Council, that's E-D-C-O-U-N-S-E-L, all one word, and you'll find us there. Glad we could be together, and thanks for listening to this edition of Ed Council Insights.